0: pass the fucking tomato man come on this is the Gamer recommendation podcast a podcast where you recommend games that we really like and uh, this is the christmas special And so today we're doing something a little bit different, which is recommending the games that we played the most in 2020. And then we are going to talk a little bit about the 2020 games that we like the most. And then for 2021, we're going to say which games we're looking most forward to. My name is Torbjorn. I'm from Denmark and I really, really like games. And I guess that's it. (laughs) And
1: Grayson? Uh, hi, I'm Grayson Ditzler. I write for Polly Spice, and I have a YouTube channel called Purple Pocket Pirate, and I also like games and write about them, and yeah. That was mm. a very sexy yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this is harassment,
1: and I don't have to put up with it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> All right, Daniel. I'm Daniel Rosales. I handle the marketing for Polly Spice, and naturally, I love games as well.
4: So, my name is Jordan Medina. I also write for Spice, but I also draw, too. Robert? Very nice.
2: Hey, I'm Robert Ball. I'm a subhuman feller that loves cigars, and yeah, they shorten your lifespan, but part of being a self-destructive bastard is shortening your... Okay, I would call... I like games.
0: (laughs) You like games. (laughs) (laughs) That's
2: the the real point.
0: That's what matters. So, I guess the first topic we're going to discuss is what games... Did we play the most in in 2020? I actually sat down and made a whole long list of games. Uh these three questions actually made me quite depressed. (laughs) But I'll get back to (laughs) it. Because it tells a little bit about, you know, what I'm using my time for. And well, you uh, need to relax. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To gonna... be
3: honest, I had the same shock once I saw how much I played the game I'm going to recommend today. <laughs> <laughs> mm.
0: So, Daniel, that that's a nice segue. So what what is the game that you played most in 2020? I played the most
3: Surviving Mars. I'm not sure if you guys know, but this year with the pandemic, Epic Games started doing a free game a week.
1: Yeah, Um, it's um, it's basically the only reason I ever log into Epic is to get the free games.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, naturally, you know, a lot of them I didn't like, but there are some real jewels in there. Now, the one I like the most is Surviving Mars, which is a um, city management survival game, you know, like, basically like a survival game you play in God mode, which is particularly interesting, mm. you know, because the usual way a survival game plays is uh, with RPG mechanics. Now, this is basically a uh, much more aggressive SimCity. <laughs> aggressive. <laughs> Yeah, Mm -hmm. you get meteors, you get, well, sometimes I even got missiles thrown from Earth, you know, and one of my domes got hit. You have to make sure that everyone is comfortable enough or they'll start, you know, stealing stuff and being a problem for the Martian society. (laughs) Uh, Who's the developer? of that, Jaime games That's a really complicated name. They're based in Bulgaria.
0: The game uh, was released in 2018. So it's kind of like, I, I, I get like all these kind of like, when you explain this, I get all these kind of associations with, there used to be this game where you build a colony in space. And, and so you would just build modules upon modules on the space station. And then you had to kind of like make a society, society there. Yeah, uh, you
3: have to take care of the water, the food, the air, you know, all exactly. that stuff. Make sure that they can
0: survive in Mars. <laughs> but then mm-hmm. uh, you talk about nukes, and yeah. I'm thinking of what was it called? There was like this game about the Cold War. Mm-hmm. Ah, never mind. I can't. I can't remember it. But uh, well, the
3: truth. The truth is that uh, those nukes are very isolated events. You know, the the game always kind of keeps you on your toes because, you know, if you have too much water, then you need more machine parts to uh, mm-hmm. repair the water reclamation sites. And if you have uh, too much machine parts, then you need more metal and the, it keeps you, you know, on that, uh, always it, needing to, you know, it keeps you on your toes, right? Yeah. Always needing you to do something to keep that balance going. Mm-hmm. And it is. Uh, I do have a very particularly interesting anecdote about the game. Uh, the first time I played a full match, you know, not a tutorial, but a full one. These are very long matches, you know, it's a, like old sandboxes. You have population and they reproduce. And if you're not careful, you start getting too much population and uh, you run out of food.
2: Then you, you know, have you to can... do your job and cock block everyone.
3: Oy, 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 oy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, You have that option, but I didn't like it at first. In the end, you know, I didn't have space. I didn't have houses to put the people. I didn't, I the food I had to bring from earth, you know, and that's uh, extremely expensive. So it became a disaster, <laughs> mm. but it was really entertaining. And I think it is a particularly good choice for 2020 since it is extremely relaxing you know the music the way that everything is uh, moves particularly slowly and yes you need to it keeps your attention because you need to keep that balance but the, you have no enemies you have no well sometimes you can get the odd nuke thrown at you
0: <laughs> then you solve the overpopulation you know problem <laughs> i guess
2: there you go <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah,
0: that's what I would do uh, if I could.
3: Uh, you know, if I played Venezuela like that, you know, I would definitely just delete <laughs> files,
2: start over. <laughs> be pretty interesting.
0: All right, so Gerardo, which
4: game do you did you enjoy the most in twenty twenty? I played um, a lot of Nino Kuni Revenant Kingdom from the PS four.
2: I don't I know what that like, is. Sorry. Uh, are um... you familiar with? Are you familiar with Hayao Miyazaki?
0: No. No, maybe. Ah,
2: my neighbor Totoro. Uh yeah,
4: yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: The game Nini Nini no Kuni is um, a modern item notorious for uh, stylizing itself after Hayao Miyazaki's work.
4: Yeah. Well, that's Rob, awesome.
1: if I can, sorry, if I can cut in real quick, it's not just inspired by Miyazaki. Ghibli did yeah. the anime cutscenes. The studio yeah. actually did the cutscenes.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, that's cool. That's awesome. And so, what did you like about that the most, Gerardo?
4: Because uh, it's it's um, an RPG, but also a kingdom builder. Very nice.
1: Oh, this is yeah. um, Nino Kuni two, right? This is the yeah
4: Ninokuni same- no Kuni two.
2: My my brother complained about the lack of the monster taming in that one.
4: Yeah, because <laughs> the first game was all about taming familiars and having them battle with the, but the second mm-hmm. one they completely removed it. Right. Oh. They completely
0: removed like, and so they yeah, removed the cold, but it's still good. Is what I mean. Yeah, it's still a fun game. Awesome. So, Robert, what game did you like playing the most in 2020?
2: Spelunky 2 is my favorite 2020 game, probably. And if you've never played Spelunky, don't.
4: Hey, don't. <laughs> That's the <laughs> best sales pitch for Spelunky I have ever heard. <laughs> wow.
2: Spelunky Two is wonderful. It's almost better than the first game. I would put them both on equal footing, really, if I could say that. At least with Spelunky HD, there's the original Spelunky Classic, which is actually free to play, and you can try it if you like. And you hate yourself. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, <anyway>. <laughs> <laughs> for
1: you you think he's joking, but
4: Spelunky for no. what uh, platform? On
2: on on PC, you can get it on okay. pretty much everything. Uh, Spelunky right. Classic is on PC. Spelunky is very skill-based. It's a roguelike. You will not get advantages that go over to the next run. You try to play through, think Indiana Jones, Mario, roguelike. Mm-hmm. And you. it's delightfully fun if you get into it and you can pick it up and play it and die, and die, and die, and die, and die, and die. (laughs) I have easily lost more than a thousand times on the original Spelunky HD, which is I play on the PS4, it's available on the PS3, it's available on everything. Spelunky 2 goes the wacky direction, and I love it. It's all around an improvement on the first game because the art style is more adorable, it's much more lighthearted. Your primary character, Spelunky 2, is actually the daughter of... The protagonist from Spelunky 1 and them being it, it being a family situation just makes me happy. And the little girl, Anna Spelunky, is just like my baby butt, Aria. I love her so much. And She has mm-hmm. this crazy thing of adventuring. And while the first game you have uh, adventures trying to escape a tomb where they uh, every time you die, you go back to the start. And you go through this cave that's always changing, and the first game they kind of have a Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom style. But then the second one, for comparison, Anna's trying to find her parents who are lost, but essentially they're reliving their honeymoon. That should give you an indication of the tone shift between the two games, and it's wonderful. It's delightful. You can ride on turkeys. And when they can't, you can't <laughs> ride them anymore or they die, you can blow the shit out of them and eat them. It's wonderful. I love it. Wow. It made me scream.
0: Yeah, you've been going on about Spelunky for a while. <laughs> I, was, I was wondering, uh, like, so not just this episode, like, you've been, like, every meeting we've been having for the last month, you've been <laughs> mentioning Spelunky. And I was kind of curious mm-hmm. if that would be your game, Robert. And uh, I guess mm. that's it. So, what is your game, Grayson? That one's pretty easy for me. It was uh, Bug Fables
1: by Moonsprout Games. Oh. Ah. The thing about Bug Fables is I don't really need to go on for crazy long. I could, but the basic thing about it is that, just for context, it takes direct inspiration from the first two games in the Paper Mario series. And if you're just not familiar with why that's interesting, the Paper Mario series has diverged from what it once was into this new, strange kind of puzzle-adventure game hybrid, which I and many other people aren't terribly satisfied with. They're not terrible games, at least the most recent one is pretty decent, and they've shown improvement over time, but a lot of people just miss the straightforward nature of when they were mario rpgs when they were rpg games with unique twists on mario concepts and mario world elements the second game in the series paper mario the thousand year door is my favorite game period it is my favorite game as of now and has been for most of my life so when i heard about bug fables and i see that it's basically just an evolution mechanically of those paper Mario games with like more difficulty options and original concepts for a story. And they managed to do it for like $50,000 total. I was like, okay, okay. I need to get in on this right now. So the game came out last year, 2019 towards the end of the year on PC. And I got it then, but for some reason I just wasn't getting into it. I'm like, I think I'll wait till this comes to console. So I waited, it came to switch. I got it. And uh, nobody in my life saw me for the next few weeks, but this was during (laughs) quarantine. So that's normal. But um, in all seriousness, I have put maybe 60 hours into it over the course of the last few months. My first playthrough took me about 40 hours and I'm partway through a hard mode uh, run, which has been a lot of fun. And just in the last month, uh, Moonsprout released a substantial content patch adding some quality of life uh features, additional quests and late game boss fights, which was really a nice surprise. Basically, it's a an old standard uh JRPG fantasy story where you're a bunch of bugs and you go on a bunch of quests for the ant kingdom. And that's me like simplifying the story quite a bit. I wouldn't call it the most complicated story out there nor necessarily the most original, but I found myself really invested in the characters and surprised by some of the twists that the plot takes. It's just, it was partly a comfort food thing for me where it's like, man, this thing I really like that no one really makes anymore. How wonderful it is that another one of these exists. But then over time it kind of became, Hey, this might be the best paper Mario game since thousand year door. Like, even if it doesn't share the name, it feels like these people truly understood what made those games unique and fun and then built on it as best they could using their own characters. And from what I understand, a pretty small uh, set of resources. It was a team of like six or so people and the publicly available budget for the Indiegogo was just around $50,000. So, There was probably a little bit more funding than that behind the scenes. That's typical of crowdfunding projects usually, but it was made for very little money and it's a very long in depth, enjoyable uh, character and personality filled RPG that only costs, I think 15 or 20 bucks. No more than that. It's easy to pick up for beginners. It's really accessible for younger players Just in general. It's friendly, but it has like, uh, moments that can like invest you emotionally. So it's not just a flat line the whole way. It's got pretty decent music. And um, for real, there are a few moments in it that are genuinely, I'd, I'd almost go so far as to say shocking because they're kind of big shifts in mood. They, they earn them, I think uh, through atmosphere and like a uh, subtle building up to these moments happening usually, or they, like, they treat these things with earnest. They, they don't just throw this stuff in because they think it'll make them look more respectable or serious. It's, it feels like a story they wanted to tell with characters they had really thought out. It's just a high-quality, content-packed RPG for the price. And if it had come out this year officially, which technically it did, versions of it came out this year, I would probably have no qualms naming it my best game of 2020 if it had properly officially come out this
0: year that means that i have to try it <laughs> because mm. yeah. i think
1: you'll you'll probably like
0: it it's it's yeah. really good i'll i'll try uh, like did it have multiplayer can i play it with my kids uh unfortunately no but right. it is one of those games
1: that's fun to watch someone play
0: Very nice all right so we, uh, we're way over time i'll uh, <laughs> i'll be quick with mine <laughs> sorry mm-hmm. it's rather mm-hmm. it's rather boring so it doesn't matter like so so I was looking through the games and and trying to come up with a list of games that I enjoyed the most. And then I was thinking, oh, maybe my children have something. And I was thinking about what what games did they play the most and enjoy the most. And so I had this list. It was kind of like Heroes of the Storm, Overwatch, Battle Right, Company of Heroes, Awesome Knots, Overcooked, Rocket League, and Minecraft. These were the games that that I guess my kids and me enjoyed. The most. But I have to say it's like if if I have to go with one game that I enjoyed the most playing, it it has to be Company of Heroes. And so each of these have a story of of me playing with my kids uh and having kind of like wild and exciting moments of of you know just really You know, screaming and yet like Overcooked, for example, is like the perfect thing about that game is that it really gets you up and going. And you can yell at your children and your children would yell at you. Yeah. Angry voices. It's like, pass the fucking tomato, man. Come on. It's like we got, you know, plates to serve. And my children would do the same with me. And we would be really angry and upset. And it's like everyone yelling and screaming. But it's just a fantastic game that way.
4: In
2: Overcooked, there is a dedicated swearing button. There is? Ah, oh, yeah, that's right.
0: I never use it. Like, I, I pray, I I play to win that game, so <laughs> I don't have time for swearing. Uh, but it has to be Company of Heroes, and mostly because I had a few games with my older son, and, and that was just battling, you know, some of these games where it just, the waves just going back and forth, and all of a sudden you think he's going to win, and then I think I'm going to win, and then the battle just turns, and it's just like this tension and is some of these games where you know when it ends your entire body is just tense you've been tensing up you know tension mode Mm -hmm. and the game is over and you win or you lose but it always ends up with me just standing up from my chair and and laughing my ass off like you know in emotions and just running to my son's room and going like oh that was so cool and he's like the same and and just like so for me, Company of Heroes were, were were my top game. But all of these games have my children's in it. And that's the, the ones
4: I love the most. Can, that was, can I recommend a quick game too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the my favorite mobile game I've been playing this year yeah, was... Planet Rabbit. Total <laughs> Party Kill. Total Party Kill? Yeah, that was a fun game. That was I a got fun to hear game.
2: About it, I gotta hear about
4: it. You gotta tell me. They give you three three characters to control: a swordsman, a mage, and an archer. And the you you have to find a way to kill each other in a way that will help you reach the end of the dungeon room.
2: Oh, that's cool. I like that. Yeah. And
0: so, you, so you had like any cool stories about that game you would like to share?
4: Uh, nothing specific. It's just a really fun game.
0: So that brings us to topic number two, the games that were released in 2020 that we like the most. But I guess most of us already kind of mentioned that, right? I have one that was released in 2020, uh, Total War Saga Troy.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're trying to make a modern version of Age of Empire games, and I think that one was pretty awesome. There is a very complex empire management system where you get control over the different Trojan and Greek uh, settlements and cities. And you get the resources from there, but also the battles are extremely realistic. You build up your armies and stuff. And if the ground is uh, tilted, the one in the higher ground has an advantage. Uh, archers can block the view of other archers so they are less effective there is rain battles you can do battles at night where the other one cannot get uh, reinforcements there are walled cities and you have to take those walls the game is really really complete and it's really really awesome
0: it's one of the total war games right yeah the last one i also think the total war series have kind of like a, a very strong fan following
2: Oh yeah. Yes, uh, they do.
0: They're doing a great thing. So that was your 2020 game. Yeah. And and so Gerardo, so what would your 2020 game be? The game
4: um, Dreams for the PS4? Heard of it?
1: Yeah, so. it's um it's a creativity uh, sort of game crafting tool from the people that made Little Big Planet, right?
4: Yeah, I Media Molecule. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Ooh. It was yeah. really really beautiful, right? Yeah, it is. Hi. Hi. Grayson, uh, what's your 2020 game? Man, that's a hard one because there's a
1: lot of games from this year that I wanted to play that I haven't. But if I had to call it now, it would either be Bug Fables or Vitamin Connection, both of which I talked about on the site to a great extent. And technically speaking, I have done three separate reviews of Vitamin Connection. So for now, I'll just say uh, it's really good fun by yourself, interesting with a co-op partner, Switch exclusive, please
0: play it. Very good. So for me, this is one of the things that made me really depressed, though. <laughs> because I realized that I didn't play any games that were made in 2020. Uh, this year, I bought a lot of games, but I didn't play it, and I didn't enjoy Like There weren't really any games that, that I really, really sat down and enjoyed the way I was supposed to or I used to, right? One, like I have three three games that I wanted to play that I didn't get to play. And that was The Last of Us 2, Horizon and Fall Guy. The Last of Us 2, like I played number one and I sucked so bad at it that I never completed it. I like got stuck in this one place where I had to sneak around. Uh, mm-hmm. The reason why I, it really caught my attention is that there's this woman called Tash Sultana, which is like an amazing singer. And she's singing one of the cover tracks for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, game and it, it, it seems that it has like an amazing or a special soundtrack so that that's actually what caught my attention it was the music uh horizon just looks i i bought the comic books and i read the comic books and i was kind of like that it's it's seems familiar that like the the headline and and all that and then i realized i've been reading the comic books for for horizon and so I haven't gone around to it. And then Fall Guy, because everyone's been talking about it. my children's been playing it like crazy, and uh, I never joined the party. So mm-hmm. so those were my three games that I never got to play in 2020. That brings us to uh, what games in 2021 are we looking forward to? Uh, can I
4: say? Yeah, yeah, you can. I'm really, I'm really looking forward to playing this game called Re-Legends. Re-Legends? Re-Legends. No. It's a monster capturing farming game. Ah, yeah, yeah. I just found it, but I know exactly what type of game it is. It's really fun and cool. I, I really want to play that
0: game. So that's that's your twenty twenty one game. Yeah. All right,
2: Robert. Oh man, there's Rune Factory Five, which I'm looking forward to because Rune oh
4: Factory yeah, I forgot 4. about that game.
2: Yeah, Rune Factory 4 is something that became, actually became my brother's favorite game in a long time. Um, Rune Factory 4 on the Switch, that is. Uh, I, myself, I'm not sure which thing I'm looking forward to the most. There's talk of Darkest Dungeon 2 coming out. I can't wait to waste many hours just burning my life away into that. and uh, That's 2021 for me.
1: Grayson? Um there's not a lot of high profile stuff that I can think of but I am excited for No More Heroes 3 that was supposed to come out oh. Uh, oh yeah late this year but it got pushed to 2021 for obvious reasons and every trailer every little bit of news I'm just like we still know so little about if they've changed much about the gameplay or anything but as someone who grew up as a teenager playing 1 and 2 and who recently enjoyed yeah. replaying 1 and 2 through the great Switch HD ports. Um, yeah, No More Heroes 3 as like a console exclusive with actual little bit of like backing and marketing behind it. Yes, please. That's something mm-hmm. that Grasshoppers almost never had. And I'm really excited to see what they do with the character because I love Travis Touchdown. I love seeing what they've done with him over time.
4: Yeah, so that's yeah.
1: something i'm really excited for um super meat boy forever supposedly comes out in 2021 it's been pushed back a few times so i'm not sure if that'll happen but uh, super meat boy is one of my all-time favorites i'm surprised i haven't already talked about it on this site and uh, this is kind of a hopeful uh guess but uh rob you were talking about Splunky. well mm-hmm. um Derek Yu and several other indie creators were collaborating a little while back on a game called UFO 50, which is basically like, you know how back in the day you'd see those like uh, 50 games for 10 bucks, like variety packs on like cartridges, yeah. like third party park cartridges. Well, it's basically that, but they're all like fully fleshed out NES games with completely original concepts. And we've heard that basically is- nothing about it. For a while and i'm just really excited to see where it goes daniel i don't really have any
3: games i'm looking forward forward to 2021 you're also Sorry.
0: getting old daniel <laughs> that's what happens to old people they yep. don't they just <laughs> take what comes along <laughs> like, yeah, really? it's about right. <laughs> so because that, that's the same with me. I was kind of like frantically trying to figure out, like, is there any games I've been thinking about or looking forward to? I know my kids are kind of like talking about games all the time. but These <laughs> are not the same games. Uh, I'm a diehard Relic fan. Like I, I played <laughs> all of the Dawn of War. I played uh, Company of Heroes. Uh, I played uh, Impossible Creatures when that came out. Ooh, that's a slept on little
1: game, Impossible Creatures.
0: There were two games that came out around, you know, the start of this century, which was Homeworld and uh, Ground Control. Hmm. And I guess these two games is is partially why I wanted to become a game designer. Hmm. Because they were like so fantastically. Ground Control is my all time favorite game of all times. (laughs) It's like the best games ever made. And I can talk for hours about that. But wow. Homeworld 3 That's is cool. about to come out for 2021. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking forward to that. Unfortunately, I think Relic sold away the rights, the franchise oh. of Homeworld. Because it's not Relic making it. And if you go to Relic's homepage, they don't have any, you know, they have a little bit of trace when you look at history. But they don't have the Homeworld franchise anymore. Hmm which is totally weird. But that was my games. Hmm. And I guess, is anyone having final words? Because then I think we're done. We're only half an hour over.
1: Uh, oh, wow, well, new record. But um, <laughs> I did have a quick thing to say, if, if you don't mind. Darby yep, Aaron. I don't mind. Nope. All right. <laughs> um, as we record this, it's like uh, 20 days or so till the end of 2020. This This horrible... Nightmare of a year for pretty much Everybody yeah. everywhere So um, i just like To say a few things I guess um, uh, Thank you all for being uh, Social uh, Groundings For myself and hopefully each other In these trying times the, In these trying times now being a loaded Phrase but still I appreciate all the stuff we've done together And I hope we can continue to do More and better going into Next year it's, it's a weird, we're on the precipice of so much, like the changing of America's president in gaming. A lot happened this year and a lot will happen next year. Cyberpunk launched today and the game awards are tonight, just to name a few things. Just a bunch of stuff is going on and I hope that everybody stays safe and does the best they can while this all rides out. So um, terrible 2020, here's hoping for a slightly better 2021.
0: Awesome. Then a moment of silence afterwards, and I couldn't hold it. <laughs> we love you too, Grayson. Oh, we love you, love guys. you, too. you guys Yeah. Awesome. I, I I can't I can't come up with anything remotely as cool as that. As you oh, know, you're too it. sweet.
1: It was I, I just pulled that out of my ass.
0: But it's like, <laughs> you have a very nice ass, Grayson. I like. Oh it. well. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I guess that's. Can I say it. something? Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely.
4: I just want to um, thank you guys for pushing me to speak up more and be more vocal about what I want to say and stuff like that. Awesome. Awesome. We're if, glad that we you're... can
1: help you, Gerardo. It's nice having yeah. you here. It's very Let nice get... having
2: you here. One yeah. more thing to close things out. Remember, don't.